1: Well, 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 well well. well, 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 <laughs> well, we're Here going we back to the East Coast, everyone. Here we find ourselves again. Here we find ourselves again. What should we call it? Honestly, I don't know.
2: Staten Island
1: sisters.
2: Staten mm, Island. It'll
1: sis- come. It'll come to us. Okay,
2: guys. It's Carrie and Lara, and we're coming back to you. We're going back to the East Coast, back to the tri-state area, but over not, the...
1: not at Jersey this time. We're Nobody going more over Jersey.
2: Nothing from Jersey. We're going over the Verrazano Bridge, and we're stopping right in Staten Island. <laughs> we're going right to SI, baby.
1: Where even is Staten Island?
2: Okay, this was.
1: I need a, a geography, geography lesson because like i could not you you put a gun to my head said hey 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 try and point out staten island you're not gonna be able to do it i wouldn't do it i okay. couldn't do it
2: so it's like i also i too was like where the fuck is staten island like the whole time i lived there i never went to staten island but like i, I mean
1: why would you go
2: i drove over it once no i drove over it twice it's so it's i believe in an Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to get some people, some New Yorkers, some stand-up. Hey, Gary, you're from Philly. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't
1: know shit about the SI. Um,
2: I think it's, like, below where the Statue of Liberty is in the harbor. And it's, like, <clears throat> between New York I'm and, look- yeah. and the tip of, like, North Jersey, like, the coastal area of North Jersey. It's, like, on, it's, like, right.
1: Okay, I'm looking now. I'm on a map. And I half... So it's like not really like... Mm, it's like... No. So you have the Isle of Manhattan. Yeah.
2: You have Brooklyn. You
1: have Brooklyn. And then kind of... Be- then between like the low tip of New York and Staten Island, there's the upper bay. And then Staten Island's like off to the left. Right. And it's like... But it's close to Jersey. Yeah. it's It's like just... Like just A off stone's the coast. throw from yeah. New Jersey. And you go over the Bayonne Bridge to get into New Jersey.
2: Bayon?
1: So Staten Island, yeah. And the Verrazano. And it's close to like Bay Ridge. Brooklyn, yes. I guess, is like on one. Is that where Brighton Beach is on Staten Island?
2: No, I think Brighton's in Brooklyn. Hmm. But you can get from Brooklyn to Staten Island or go over it. I don't know. I've been through it. No, I have been through it. Like on that highway. <laughs> you have been through it. <laughs> I have. I've been through it. I've been through it. But it's a it's a it's a real, you know, and it's a huge island. It's massive. It's massive and there's like it's very nice. It's very sprawling. I know it's there's a one own vibe. There's a few landfills. But it's like otherwise very like picturesque and beautiful. And uh, it's truly its own world. Like, Long Island is its own world. Because mm-hmm. Long Island is fucking massive.
1: Yeah, and I thought Staten Island was, like, part of Long Island. No, 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 no. I no. was wrong.
2: Staten Island is its own thing. Staten Island is where, like, Working Girl takes place. Okay.
1: We're
2: we talking about Staten Island because we're reviewing Mob Wives Season 1. Hey. Hey, we're back.
1: Hey, if you're in Jersey, I'm just getting updates. There's severe thunderstorm warnings. Take cover.
2: Yeah, I heard that. Um There's like also smoke blowing from Oregon. To Jersey. Into New York City and <laughs> Into the
1: mouths of the residents of New York.
2: Right. So, okay, so it's Okay. Here it is. You're <laughs> you're right. It is a stone's throw away from Elizabeth and Linden and Perth Amboy. There's a ferry. You get there by ferry.
1: Love. Don't they go there in sex in the city yeah. where they go when she goes to the fireman competition?
2: Also, I think, yeah, when Charlotte gets drunk.
1: Yeah. Ugh, I'm seeing my ideal living location, North Jersey.
2: You want to live there?
1: Honestly, I do. I've looked at real Why estate. Why don't you just do it? I mean, I feel like in my soul somehow I'll end up in North Jersey.
2: I can see that for you. I'm ready. Look, it's like it's like an island, but it's it's pretty much just like right there. Like you could just hop over it. It's its own thing. It's its own thing. You go right through it. (laughs) Tottenville, Eltingville, Great Kills, Richmond, New Springfield, Manor Heights, Emerson Hill, Grasmere, West Brighton, Elm Park, Graniteville.
1: Wow! What are like? I'm learning so much already.
2: Okay, so. Yes. So it's like.
1: So we've located Staten Island. It's
2: like its own world. And there's like forests on Staten Island. Yeah. Wow.
1: I feel yeah. like there are a lot of forests over in the East Coast.
2: They have their own Silver Lake. Uh, and their own reservoir. Wow. Wow. Guess we're not as unique as we thought, huh? Staten
1: Island hipsters.
2: They have a few lakes. Okay listeners readers are there any staten island heads either from there or currently living in staten island please raise your hands
1: identify yourselves tell Identif- us tell us where you're from what tell you us do. Where you're from yeah and um yeah just weigh in send us a voice note
2: yeah send us a voice note in your best staten island i had a friend in college from staten island and she was
1: was she starting?
2: She was starting. She was.
1: I feel like Staten Island is an island devoted to starting.
2: She was fully starting, very successful, but like fully starting at all times. And she loved Dirty Shirley at our college bar.
1: What's a Dirty Shirley? Oh, like a a Dirty Shirley Temple temple. (laughs) vodka. (laughs) Love that.
2: And she, she, at one point, I we were at a bar, our like tavern, and it was like the towny bar that Mm -hmm. they tolerated having the college kids there. You could smoke in there. And I turned, and Praise. she had like, she had like ten dirty Shirley's <laughs> on her table. And she looked at me, and she went, "I don't know where, how I ordered all these, but suddenly I have all these dirty Shirley's." And I was like,
1: "Oh yeah, that's Staten Island vibes." That's for Staten sure. Island. For that's Staten you. Island. You don't order one, you order ten. You order ten, and you don't know how they, you don't know how they got there. You don't I, really remember, but there, there they are, and they're yours forever.
2: I don't know how I got these. It was a dirty Shirley fair. Yeah, I just
1: love dirty Shirley's.
2: I just love a, a tavern. <laughs> um, but it's like a very, you know, it's kind of a storied place and a clear, uh, epicenter for mobsters and yeah. the, the crime families of of old, um, where they set up their own.
1: Is it like unassuming? Is that why they're over there?
2: I don't know. I think it's just like, it's a very predominantly like Italian and Irish, I think. And they all like,
1: they love it. there. Just
2: because of Ellis Island is right there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They all came over and probably...
1: I'm seeing something that says New York Container Terminal. Is that like shipping containers? Oh, yeah. So that might be a good reason to set up shop
2: True. illegally
1: to get into the shipping containers.
2: You might be right.
1: Everything I know... That I, from this point forward, I just want to make clear everything that I know about Mob is just from watching The Sopranos twice and then reading certain Wikipedias. So please just understand that that's where my knowledge comes from. And that's how I'm going to weigh in. Well. But I feel like that's honestly enough. No, but I think it's, I
2: think there is, I think it's like, I mean, they do, the crime families sort of hover around like unionized businesses and like public works, right? And like waste management, water, like stuff like that that's like-
1: Yeah, shipping.
2: Essential. Mm-hmm. But like maybe not assuming.
1: And stolen goods.
2: And stolen goods. Things fall off trucks.
1: Every truck, they just fallen off, I'm getting them.
2: Every, I don't know, every truck, I just they just fall off.
1: The Staten Island accent is also very different from the Jersey accent.
2: Yeah, it's, like, it's it's truly, like, it's, I, I'm, i like, kind of bummed I never went over there, because I think there are some, like, cool places on there, like, it has, like, a cool, like, downtown area, mm-hmm. and you take that amazing ferry from Wall Street that goes, like, right down the harbor, and it's, like, where the world, you could see, like, that it's beautiful World Trade Center. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> By the way, I was watching I'm currently watching the show called The Last Ship. It was on TNT and Eric Dane is in it, who's like the hottest person I've ever seen.
1: Shout out Eric Dane. Shout out
2: Eric Dane. Shout out Rebecca Gayheart. Um but there was this random moment where this girl's like, Both my parents died in nine eleven. I have no one, and I'm an only child. Wow. I was like, damn.
1: Sob story. Both of them. Place of <laughs> place of nine eleven. Both died. Wow. Did she go into details or
2: Yeah, he like her mom worked at the, one of the Twin Towers, and her dad was a fireman and ran in to get her. Damn. Her character.
1: Double homicide. Double.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there is like a certain, there is like a, a viscousness to the accent that's not as It's pronoun- more it's drawn
1: out A's, I think. Yeah. And. A. Um, hey. I just I look forward to hearing it, having it fill my head, me starting to think in it, Mm. me starting to just talk in it sometimes because I live for a Jersey accent, but it's very different. Um, And can I also say that music in the intro music is so fucking good to the show. The big big
2: bang, the reason (laughs) I'm alive. It
1: was an iconic song. I used to just like play it to myself when I would watch the show like way back in the really? day. Yeah, because I loved it. It was sassy.
2: All the music, very sassy. Great. Like usually I feel like in the first episodes of like a reality show, they'll just do like kind of free music. Mm-hmm. And this seemed to have like a, they had a soundtrack in mind before they started filming it. Yeah. And what I learned was that Renee Graziano's sister, Jennifer, is the one who, like, put the show together. She's a TV producer, I think, for VH1 Viacom, and oh, she, like, conceived it. this idea. So, Renee's sister is, like, behind all of it. She's yeah, Jane.
1: Graziano's sisters.
2: Graziano's sisters.
1: Well, so, I guess when this show came out, Papa Graziano didn't talk to them for a few years. Because yeah. he was, like, really upset that they did this show.
2: Renee is, uh, Renee's unwell.
1: She's <laughs> struggling. <laughs> she's past starting. Oh, she's like, she she's a, started and never stopped.
2: She's a perma start. Like, yeah. Fully, she's like, you know, in Mario Kart when they're like getting ready. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> like that's literally Renee Graziano at all times is when you get that, those like mushrooms mm-hmm. you can power up. That's she's her. running
1: on fumes. She's starting and is running out.
2: I don't even know if there's fumes. I think it's just pure <laughs> She's just running on pure chaos. Like fuel her fuel is just like absolute pandemonium <laughs> and and just being at a 10 at all times.
1: She's also like I believe in so much pain emotionally and like I really feel for her. I'm glad that she's just letting it all out and I hope that this was a healing experience for her at, like at the end of the day, but like she's going the fuck through it.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, we'll, but we'll get to her. So, yeah. we, so, so we, we meet, meet all the first. girls. Yeah. Well, We meet, we meet Drita first.
1: Oh, do we? Yeah. Okay.
2: Drita was, or no, no, don't we, don't we get like a little, like they introduce all of them briefly and then Drita's like, I fell in love with a bank robber.
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure we meet Renee. First. Oh, okay, okay. And she kind of like each girl gives us like a brief backstory, and right. so Renee's dad was a mobster.
2: Anthony Graziano, who was a consigliere for a crime family. Yeah,
1: I pulled up everyone's like, um, everyone's whole deal because there's a lot of like crime details to know about these people. Yeah. So, Anthony Graziano, Renee's father was a captain in the banano crime family. Banana
2: crime family. Banano
1: crime family. In nineteen ninety, he was a capo and he pled guilty to federal tax evasion. Um, you know, if they don't get you on racketeering, they'll get you on taxes. Yep. Pay your taxes. And he served five years in prison. In 94, he ordered his crew to find and kill John Papa and Calvin Henegar, both mobsters with the Colombo crime family. Um, Whoa. On one occasion, the two men had fired shots in to- inside a topless bar in Staten Island owned by Graziano, wounding one patron. An enraged Graziano had sent his Brooklyn crew hunting for them. However, Graziano later met with the Colombo family representatives and agreed on a settlement to the problem. Graziano called off the murder order, but in 2002 he would be indicted on two counts of murder conspiracy due to this episode. Damn.
2: Someone ratted him out.
1: So, yeah, and they had, like, he was gonna murder them. And then was like. Then they had to have a sit down. We had a sit down. Then he was, I guess he was the consigliere. So he was like the Silvio. Mm. In March 2002, he was indicted on separate racketeering charges in New York, Arizona, and Florida. In September 2012, he was indicted on federal racketeering and extortion charges, bookmaking and murder based on recorded conversations with his son-in-law, Hector Jr., a.k.a. Renee's ex-husband, and conspiracy to commit murder. On June 20th, 2018, he was indicted again in Arizona on charges ranging from illegal gambling to investment fraud. His investment scams carefully disguised by once successful Bulls and Bears Fund defrauded customers out of 11.7 million. Damn. On July 18, 2003, he was sentenced to 11 years in prison on the Florida charges. On November 13, 2003, he was sentenced to nine years in prison on the New York charges. At the New York sentencing, his lawyer asked for leniency, saying his client had diabetes and had survived two episodes of bladder cancer. Oh. In August 2011, I'm not laughing at that. I don't no, know he I was released from prison on May 25th, 2019. He died. Hmm. R.I.P. 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 Anthony.
2: Anthony. Tony.
1: Um, Wait. Okay. So
2: Renee's husband was like a soldier in her in his crime family.
1: Yes. Okay. Renee's, uh, and I guess someone, the rat, someone wore a wire and then caught them. <laughs> Talking. Talking about their business, the family business.
2: And her dad basically owned like the Bada Bang. I
1: Staten guess, Island. yeah.
2: He owned like a titty bar.
1: <laughs> he did. And then some, some oh people went in there Shut. shot it up and then a patron died. And then he's like, we're going to murder those cocksuckers. And then they had to sit down. That sucks for him that he's like, I, I really wanted to off. kill these people. Then he was talked out of it, called it off, decided to have mercy on him, then got in trouble for it anyway.
2: He should be lauded for calling it it Should have just killed him. Yeah. yeah. Fucking kill him. You would still You've want gotta to jail be, for him. If it. you're
1: him, you're pissed about that.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. So Renee, he's doing time in North Carolina while this show is being filmed. Renee is extremely loyal to her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's very torn about being on the show because she knows she's like, his word and his opinion is like of highest value to her. Yeah. And she quote, Loves being told what to do. Love that.
1: (laughs) I'm like, does she? (laughs) Yeah. And
2: so she's, um, yeah. So she's like unraveling. She has a son who's 16 named AJ.
1: I know. It truly is like this is giving me everything
2: I needed. Who sort of parents her? I think Mm -hmm. like they're too close. He
1: AJ knows way too much and is exposed to way too much of the inner workings of her emotions and her relationship with his father.
2: Yeah, she kind of. Um, fosters emotional incest with him, mm-hmm. and like he's a confidant to her. When it's very inappropriate. Not like I'm not talking about it, like I'm um, emotional incest, meaning like they're enmeshed. Telling way relies- too much. Yeah, yeah. She re- she tells him things that no child needs to hear about their parent.
1: And they've like triangulated in such a way where it's like she's closer to him than she is to the father, mm-hmm. and then like that's a what like you just you can't do that. You can't do that. Uh, Renee also loves
2: fur oh my god Renee loves fur she loves bangs and she loves (laughs) like sequin strappy tops
1: that little like fur those like fur purple roses on her confessional job are haunting
2: but where is that she wears a one in one moment she wears a statement necklace that I swear is from like the jewelry bin at like a like Ross
1: yeah it definitely is. I love her <laughs> fur shopping, which fur has come such a long way between yeah. like the early 2000s and now where it's like you just can't.
2: I mean, this was 2011 or 2010.
1: Oh, I guess it was 2010. Yeah. So even th- in the past 10 years, but Karen is like out, she's like, trying on a Lynx, which <laughs> she goes, "This is a Lynx. I have a Lynx." I just yeah, love all her her statement for.
2: Yeah, so Renee, but Renee is just like she's she has some she has like a few qualities of like the NJ housewives. She's got a little bit of Danielle in her. But they
1: all have a little bit of Danielle.
2: She's like a Caroline, but she's mostly Caroline, but like on a cartoonish level. She's all about loyalty. She's very into the mafia, like she loves being associated with it. Mm-hmm. And the other women comment on it that she's like, way she loves too- it too much. She's like too <laughs> invested in like being the daughter of a crime lord, and like is
1: obsessed with
2: be like the male mafioso. Like
1: it's all she knows. It's all
2: she knows, and she's like obsessed with it, and like she can't get out of it. Like and- she's she's fully. <laughs> addicted to the crime lifestyle and like can't pull herself out
1: it's also sad because it's like as a woman in families like this you don't have any power or agency no like you are pretty much only negatively affected by your associations with or by being like connected so to speak totally so it's all just like extreme like and the what she holds onto so tightly is actually just, like, an empty vessel.
2: No, it's, like, it's... Her father's love is, like, composed of her being l- submissive and loyal to his, like, criminal... him, <laughs> like, his criminal...
1: ordering murder on people.
2: Yeah, like, she's, <laughs> she's so warped, and it's actually kind of sad, and she can't let go. And her sister, like, I don't know how she convinced her to, like...
1: It'll be good for you.
2: I wonder if her sister knew this about her and, like, wanted to... I don't know what's going on. Like
1: make her realize because she is going to like therapy on camera and seemingly having a lot of like powerful therapeutic moments. But she's she's literally Her whole life has been Yeah. She's her head is
2: like in a beehive. Mm-hmm. And she can't pull herself. She like <laughs> she want, has a, she's like she's being is, stung all over her face, but she's like, I will remain in this hive because this is all I know. My safety is in in a she's in a place of beehive. Like <laughs> she's at full all beehead. Times. Yeah.
1: We then cut to Karen Gravano whose father was Sammy the Bull Gravano. Sammy the Bull who was an underboss of the Gambino crime family.
2: Which is a huge crime that's like yeah, a really Yeah, there's the f-
1: I think the f- there are 5 crime families. Um and so that's like another big one. She has who is... been out of the game for a while cuz her dad was a he flipped and then became an informant who took down <laughs> Took down like w- the mafia took a huge hit when her dad Sammy the Bull flipped, and she relocated to Phoenix and has been living there for the past eight years, which honestly is a sentence worse than death. Can sorry I... to sorry <laughs> to everyone that lives in Phoenix, but you know the deal.
2: Can I say something? Say it. He's literally Joe Pesci. He's, he is. He's five foot five, and he played a major role in prosecuting John Gotti, mm-hmm. who's like the one the the one and he
1: he testified as a government witness against John Gotti and other mobsters in a deal in which he confessed to involvement in 19 murders that's like a serial killer yeah
2: they're all serial killers <laughs> they're all
1: ce- they are like that is serial killer i have a question
2: just refresh me being made means like you're initiated
1: You, yeah, you've taken the oath and you're now in the family and you, like, cannot, you don't get out once you're in. Okay. And you're, like, recognized as a made man which earns you specific protections, but it's also, like, your blood oath that you will never go against your family.
2: It says in 1995, Gravano left witness protection where he was in. He started a swimming pool company in Tempe, Arizona, and he assumed the name Jimmy Moran. Uh, he relocated to Scottsdale, Arizona with his family. He didn't like the constraints of the program, it says. And then he began giving interviews to magazines and appearing in nationally televised interviews like with Diane Sawyer. And it re- was reported that he'd undergone plastic surgery to his face. Wow. So he was like kind I of wonder, a... Fame fucker.
1: Yeah. I wonder if it like... He spent... Is he still alive? Yeah.
2: He got out. Of, he's out of jail.
1: I wonder if he has to worry about like randomly being killed by someone. Yeah. Or his family. Like at all times. It's like at the end of Goodfellas. Do you have like he must not be that afraid if he's out and about leaving witness protection.
2: Well, I guess maybe he's like it's like that thing where if he goes down like.
1: Someone get... else goes down. too, Because yeah. he's like such a front facing public figure at this point. So I did a little research on Karen Gravano, Miss Innocent. Miss. I'm just going... Because Karen's whole thing, she's like, I've lived in Arizona for eight years, but I'm moving back to Staten Island to write a book and tell my side of the story, what it's been like growing up as the daughter of a crime family.
2: But mind you, she's leaving her own daughter. Yeah. She's in, In Arizona, which, honey.
1: Yeah. So... In February of 2000, Karen Gravano was arrested for being part of an ecstasy drug ring that involved her brother, Gerard Gravano, Gravano, her father, Sammy the Bull, and her mother. Forty other people were also arrested in connection with the drug ring. Karen admitted to authorities and helping run what was called the biggest ecstasy ring to operate in Arizona. Wait, what year was this? <laughs> 2000. Federal prosecutors maintained that the Gravanos had bought a significant portion of their ecstasy from a supplier in New York who reportedly had ties to the Israeli mob. Karen ended up pleading guilty to taking part in the drug-related transactions in the use of wire communications and was sentenced to three years of probation. Her father, however, was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Her brother was given nine years.
2: Damn. Damn. She's a she's an ecstasy dealer. She's a former like I love a
1: family business where like me, my mom, dad, and brother, we're just running an ecstasy ring. (laughs) That'd be a good TV show, actually.
2: And it's in Arizona where In
1: Arizona, where it's like, honey, you better hydrate.
2: But that's also she was doing that in the late nineties, which means like
1: they probably made a ton of money. That's like when ecstasy was super
2: popular. And like the Southwest is where like the biggest raves were, I think. Also, so right? then she just
1: got to live in Arizona? Yeah. Seems like a good deal. She probably had a lot of friends.
2: Her house looked like a nightmare. I'm sorry. Oh,
1: there was. N- I was like getting panicky imagining just like the desert dust on everything. Phoenix. And that like swimming pool that is like a fake, like fakely carved into the rocks is one of my least favorite genres of swimming pools. To
2: quote Colasicola in his mom video, you don't spend time in Phoenix, you lose time in Phoenix. Mm-hmm.
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
2: Laura, what's the first thing you'd do if you had a little more time in the day?
1: Mm, I'd probably just spend even more time with Tony than I already do.
2: That's the best answer you could get.
1: I spend most of my life wishing that Tony and I had more time together on this planet.
2: It's scary to think about mortality and time passing. I do a lot of that.
1: Don't we know it? Do you know what can help when it comes to obsessive, intrusive thoughts about the passage of time and mortality and the fact that all of our dogs will die someday? What? Therapy.
2: Oh, I've been in therapy since my mid-20s and it's
1: it's haunting. It's haunting,
2: and yeah, no shade to the Arizona listeners, but
1: but you, they know the deal. It's not for me. <laughs> you know, if you're in Phoenix, you know.
2: It's like in The Bachelor when the girl left because she couldn't live in. She goes, "I can't live in Scottsdale." Fair enough, <laughs> and she, honey. And she left. He was like, "I, I might have picked you."
1: So Karen's gonna tell all uh, in her forthcoming book, and she's like trying to do some research. Mm-hmm um and she says that everyone when her dad flipped every single person in her life turned on her no one would talk to her anymore she was like completely spurned had no friends cuz like that's how it goes
2: i mean i guess like once a criminal always a criminal with this these kind of people <laughs> but like if you're going into the if you're gang you're a federal like informant and then an asset and then you're in witness protection program and then you become a family of ecstasy dealers like you're
1: i think that was before he became an informant I no think. i, I think oh that... what year did he become an informant
2: uh like early 90s
1: damn so they were he was at it again <laughs> wow they really can't stay away they
2: just can't stay away from that life yeah but you're right it's like okay She's acting so, like, above the crime thing. It's like...
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, honey, yeah. You're you literally ecstasy. just had a family business of ecstasy. Which is, like, such a crazy... That's a cra- that is a crazy twist. Like, so he Matt. just probably doesn't worry because he just goes to a different crime family or, like, gets involved in different crimes, and what? then it's fine. He and he these- did 20 years, so I guess it's, like, he couldn't really rat anyone out for that
2: and he was like fine i'll just go to the israeli mafia mhm cool
1: love that so then we meet carla carla facciolo and her <laughs> husband joe ferragamo is in jail for stock fraud and she goes he's in jail for stock fraud i don't think it's that bad
2: yeah she's <laughs> he's like just a run of the mill white collar
1: but he i think is connected let me find
2: i'm sorry Okay, never mind. What? I'm just like, how did the manzo skirt all this shit? Well, I guess now they're not, but. uh...
1: I think there's. I honestly don't know. I think it's probably like a combination of keeping really good books, paying your taxes on time, being friendly with the police in your local area, and having ties in the government, kind of keeping a low profile for the most part until you sent someone with the slapjack to like beat the shit out of someone in a parking lot. But like, I mean, it seems like they keep a pretty low profile as far as crime is concerned. And like their forward-facing activities seem legit enough to where I guess people don't ask that many questions. I mean, it doesn't seem like they're running like a ecstasy ring.
2: No, but they're, Something's going on in that. Yeah, something. Something's, something's being. Something's being cleaned.
1: I know. It's also kind of like allegedly. Lisa and Ken, who I believe they've allegedly. been up to no good, allegedly. Um, Carla's. Yeah. Father is Louis Paciolo, a New York mobster and associate of the Gambino crime family.
2: Her and Renee go back years. Yeah, they were like tight when they were young. I think.
1: Because- and her, yeah, so. Her ex probably like help like ran a stock scam to help out like yeah. someone in the family or something like that. And then then it just didn't work out for him. So then he went to jail.
2: Yeah. It's recession time, you know? People are going to jail left and right for tax shit.
1: But his like <laughs> securities, his SEC hearing, like preceding documents are all online. Great. I know. So you can check it out. Is he out of jail? I think he is.
2: I mean, this is a crazy show. This is
1: insane.
2: Like a bunch of women whose husbands slash fathers are in jail for being in the mafia. For
1: full, not like, oh, the Manzos, like they're, we suspect. It's like, no, these people, like they're actively serving time for committing crimes that they were convicted for. And they're like, they've them... killed people and, like, robbed banks.
2: And they're putting themselves out there. Like, that's wild to me.
1: They, pro- they probably need money, too. I'm like, how do these women, like, pay for their houses?
2: Well, you watched Growing Up Gotti.
1: I actually didn't.
2: Okay. The first season of that show, is a, that's a wild tour de force. And mm-hmm. that was the original Mob Wives. And it's Victoria Gotti is just out of control and should have been a real housewife. <laughs> She
1: she really should. She... I feel like I saw episodes, but I was, like, too... It didn't hit me at the right time to fully suck me in, because it was, like, when it was on air. Yeah, it was kind of... But I need to revisit. And it seemed really... It was, like, too chaotic for me.
2: She lives in this, like, just palatial house with columns in Long Island with her three, like, guido sons. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're just you know, growing up gaudy. Is that, is that a bad word to say, Guido? No, I think it's fine. I think like like, making fun of
1: Italian Americans is totally appropriate.
2: But she has, she wears like the craziest hair extensions and like just is constantly in furs.
1: But I just wonder like, they must have had money set aside and like trusts or something like that in case of emergency or like in case the man of the family goes down, there's like money to provide for the rest. Yeah. But I think that really varies from family to family. Like I just wonder how does someone who is essentially a housewife who seems to have no job, like how are they paying their mortgage and like sending their kids to school and like, Living,
2: I think, when you're, I think, when, um, like if you're a woman who's married to a man who's in the mafia and they go down, they they like go to jail because they didn't rat, the family takes care of you. Mm-hmm. Like, my there was a family that moved in when my sister was a newborn across the street from the house I was born in, and it was the wife of a guy who went to jail for the Merlino family, which was like the biggest crime family in Philly. And they were protecting her, and like they would visit her all the time with their kids. And they had German shepherds in the yard.
1: The d- dogs that barked so yeah. loud, and, and the like, cops like, wouldn't do anything about it. Yeah, the
2: cops told my dad to get his tags reinstated because they were expired instead of helping. <laughs> it was so like, I think you get taken care of. So I'm sure they're paying a lot of their bills.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Come by with an envelope.
2: And you have to assume there's probably offshore accounts. There's probably like trust hidden. Like I'm sure like there's income coming in somewhere.
1: Yeah. But there has to be some sort of legitimate income set up just so that for tax purposes, you can like fill out a tax form and everything looks tidy. Mm -hmm. I need to know any accountants, lawyers, anyone, please write in and say how they do it because I'm fascinated by... The, what happens when you're uh, just a housewife?
2: Is anyone when a, you're
1: a homemaker and the husband, then the sole provider goes away? Like, what do you do?
2: And if any listener is a accountant for a crime family and doesn't want to name themselves, let us know.
1: Be anonymous. It's totally fine. Yeah,
2: we're chill. We're
1: absolutely so chill. <laughs>
2: then we meet Drita. Drita is like Drita Devanzo. Kind of has Teresa energy. She's very, like, she's kind of like a Doberman. Like, she's just, ext- or like, a pit bull. Like, she's just very, like, lovable, but also, like, will fuck you up.
1: She's a ferocious queen of a woman.
2: She is. She has huge hard tits. Like, big knockers.
1: And just, like...
2: But and, but they they look like rocks. They're yeah. they like, rock hard.
1: She's very much, like, She's stunning to me. Like I always, yeah, she's beautiful, like gorgeous. At times, looks almost like Kate Moss. And then, like there are moments where, like, just her face and like bone structure. I was like, whoa! Yeah, she's really tall. She's
2: hot. She's like tall and like
1: hot. Taking good care of her appearance.
2: Very like yeah, great hair.
1: Great skin. She's She's Albanian. Yeah, Albanian. Her family disowned her when she married Lee Devanzo.
2: She's like my Albanian. They're like all like very straight laced, like, you know, hardworking. They so.
1: Her family, they're immigrants. So
2: she's like first generation Albanian. And her dad is like a college coach or something. I don't know. Anyway, her husband's in jail for robbing a bank, which made me (laughs) laugh.
1: Okay, wait. Can I read you about some facts about Lee? Sure. Okay. Her husband's Lee. Her husband's Lee. He was a leader of the New Springville the new Springville Boys, a ragtag group of wannabe wise guys whom the government would later characterize as a farm team for the Bonanno crime family. So he was just like running a crew, mm-hmm. but like it makes sense. Like the guys that get nabbed for like, Robbing a bank or like pulling off these like heist kind of crimes right. are usually like just they're like lower level TBD if he's even like a made man. Right. So it's just interesting that it's like she's kind of like they would be like lower level, like not, not someone like at Renee's level
2: or like a Carla
1: or like a Carla. Yeah. No. Like it's like he's just like he's like a wanna, he's like... a wanna be criminal. He's like pulling off these lower level, lo- like, you have people that are getting like steal, defrauding people out of like $11 million. He's like stealing a bank and running off with like 300K. Like, these- they yeah. are not the same.
2: You have like the people who are in charge of like trash and like garbage disposal. And then you have people who are like robbing like a Dunkin' Donuts
1: out in the street.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like ragtag. They're like Robin Hood.
1: The new Springfield boys. The new Springfield boys. <laughs> the new Springfield boys. You should come up with a better name. That's a horrible name. No one's going to take you seriously. It's hard to say.
2: The new Springfield Boys.
1: This says, Devanza was a meaty tough guy with a cleft chin, piercing eyes, and jet black hair a cousin of former New York Mayor Rudolph Giuliani. Whoa. He was the son of a car thief and loan shark who was killed in 1977 after trying to run down an FBI agent.
2: Damn.
1: The younger DiVanzo achieved notoriety last year as the husband of Drita DiVanzo in the BH1 reality series Mob's Wive, Mob Wives. DiVan- the range of DiVanzo's criminal activities was from ripping off bank's night deposit box to burglarizing stores to breaking into drug dealers' homes. So, like, very low-level crimes. Who's that?
2: Naomi Campbell and someone in the new Springfield Boys. Okay. Wow.
1: I live and breathe for Naomi. But I will say, she's, she has some shady relationships. Oh, That's all I'm going to say.
2: Yeah, obviously. Love like, her to death. I, 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 Worship we'll at the altar
1: of Naomi Campbell for all time, forever and ever. But she's, she keeps some strange company. Yeah, uh, she
2: keeps some real fellows.
1: Devanzo always had guns, says this FBI agent that was <laughs> tailing him. He would keep a shotgun next to his bed. Whenever someone needed a gun, Devanzo would provide one. Yeah. In 1992, one of Devanzo's buddies was picking up drugs on Richmond Terrace in Staten Island when he saw a group of men loading bales of marijuana into a U-Haul truck, according to FBI documents. This is inform this is from an informant who like ratted on him. Um he called DeBanzo and together they followed the truck to a secluded location in New Jersey. They then phoned this guy, Pacello, who was the informant, and headed over from the city, broke into the vehicle, drove it away. When the trio arrived back in Staten Island and Jimmy'd open the U-Haul, they could barely believe their eyes. It was literally a ton of marijuana.
2: Pacello is the one who was in the photo with Naomi Campbell.
1: Oh, okay. So and then he's the one that's like Rattled. ratted out to the FBI, and mm-hmm. that's like how I'm reading this today. Pacello sold his portion of the pot to a low-level mobster after placing a tracking device in the load. He then stole it back. <laughs> Word soon reached the Bonanno mob capo Anthony Graziano, Damn. a stocky, brutish man with a permanent smirk ab- about the huge haul. Soon, Pacello was ordered to deliver 50000 in a brown paper bag. Um... <laughs> According to the FBI, Pacello went to Graziano's house and met in the garage with Graziano. Graziano questioned Pacello about how much money he had from the score. Pacello lied and said he only had $150,000. He told Graziano he used the money to purchase a home for his mother. Graziano must have sensed a lie because he instructed one of the soldiers to, quote, deal with this kid. The soldier pulled Pacello aside. You want to be around for all the weddings, but none of the funerals. He reprimanded him. It was a thinly veiled threat. Over the next six months, Pacello acknowledged the FBI and federal prosecutors he and the New Springville Springville boys pulled off several bank jobs. In one, a gangster strapped a fake bomb to his chest and walked into a bank where he threatened to blow up the building if the tellers didn't give up the money. They did. $300,000.
2: Damn.
1: Damn. They they cased a bank in Staten Island for a full month watching all the comings and goings and waiting. Like clocking like when an armored car would arrive and then they robbed that bank and I'm pretty sure oh that's like another there's so many bank robberies
2: that's so they were like the point break surfer guys is
1: that like... what they did they would rob banks and then go like skydiving
2: yeah they like <laughs> were Matt, president Mass, and like rob banks
1: yeah they were except like no recreational activities Just more bank robbing. And hanging out with Naomi Campbell. And like eating gabagool. So they
2: were were kind of trying to like take a shortcut into like.
1: I think you do all that kind of stuff hoping someone notices you and then like ushers you, like promotes you within the family. But by 1997, Pacello's relationship with Lee DeVanzo had soured. Pacello said he didn't care much for DeVanzo and that he'd become jealous of Pacello's success. (laughs) Things were so bad that a friend approached, again, Anthony Graziano and asked for permission to kill Pacello. DeVanzo's friend asked for permission. Graziano refused, possibly thinking it was more profitable to keep the club owner alive now that he was making major money in Miami. It was a decision he would come to regret. Pacello soon gave up the mob capo to the feds, providing damaging details about a Florida pot business. That subsequently led to Graziano's conviction for drug distribution. Hmm. Wow.
2: Devanzo also... Dorita's husband also used to live with and date Karen. For seven years. Like, they were domestic partners.
1: Fully. I thought, like, at first, like, oh, they fucked a few times. No, they were in a long-term relationship.
2: And I think Karen's still holds resentment towards Drita.
1: There's weird vibes for sure.
2: Because Drita kind of like they were friends and she just like went, went for him. And Karen was kind of like, okay,
0: man.
1: But I think it's also like Karen is on the better end of that because she's not
2: saddled to him. Right, but she was dealing ecstasy with her parents in Arizona. Yeah, true. So she's, <laughs> I don't know how like... What, who would you rather yeah, be?
1: I'd rather be Drita. Me too. Um... Wait, so this article brought up, like, a really interesting point that Mm. was, like, the contemporary Italian – this is what it says, I'll quote it. The contemporary Italian mafia is a parody of its former self. These days, La Cosa Nostra's fabled ability to exact vengeance on informants is more of a cinematic myth than reality. The old loyalties are gone, along with the old neighborhoods. Snitches and their families don't get stitches anymore. They get book contracts, reality TV shows, and movie deals. You can't trust a soul, says one erstwhile mainstay of the Staten Island criminal underworld who became so disgusted with his fellow mobsters informing on each other, he quit the life, moved to South Florida, and got himself a straight job as a telemarketer. Whatever happened to the oath of a murder? It's like being a rat is accepted in criminal society. It's kind of true.
2: Yeah. There, I mean...
1: I think with, like, the dawn of the internet and, like...
2: Did you watch the... Oh, sorry.
1: No, even like social media being what it is, and like reality TV, like you are a shoot, like you can escape any consequences for being a rat.
2: Did you see the documentary on Netflix about the FBI people who like tap, like phone tapped all the big crime people?
1: No, I started watching that and then kind of got bored. But is it um, good?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not like woo, FBI, because they're fucking terrible. It like the cops, but yeah. it's just interesting. It was just interesting to hear about all the different mobsters in New York and how, like, you, would, you just hear, like, full phone conversations. They had, like, the way they went, they would tap people's homes as, like, they would pose as, like, an electrician or something and have to, like, covertly stick a mic in the living room. And then these people would just have, like, crazy conversations like in their living room with their kids playing in the other room talking about like murdering people yeah and they don't know that there's a fucking wire like under the lamp or something they did that
1: in an episode of the sopranos i think it was like the beginning of season three the the first episode is like entirely about how the fbi is trying to put a wire in tony's house i remember that one and like it's just it's like it's such a all crimes of yesteryear like you don't those kind of crimes don't really exist these i'm sure they do to some extent but it's like you're gonna probably make more money from like hacking yeah or like internet crimes internet scams
2: yeah and then you can also like just you don't need to tap someone's phones you can just like look at their phone like pull up their iPhone or like yeah pull phone up their records computer or computer records, or see what they're you know it's it is, yeah, I think it's I mean, I think the mob is still ve- like the Italian mafia is still happening in Italy, I think they're like the organized crime over there is still like but really-
1: there's also a huge trial going on there right now i that I haven't followed, but I got I was like looking when it happened that's indicting I think a lot of like. Italian mom it's just such like it's an yeah. interesting to see it petering out mm-hmm. because always crime will rise up to take the place of other crime but it is such like a it
2: still exists
1: yeah but I mean it's not, it's not, as, as, prevalent, it's not as prevalent yeah and it's not as people don't take it as seriously
2: yeah I, I, I just want to say this Renee looks like Jamie Presley's like aunt
1: she is very Jamie Presley vibes.
2: Yeah. Um, so Drita is on the phone with her husband and he's in jail and he's like asking her and she's like, how is it in the hole? And uh, I think that's what she says. Like in jail. Mm-hmm. And then he's asking her to send her a pack, a care package to him because I think these people get treated well in prison. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, send me those cold cuts.
1: Cold cuts, bell peppers, olives, mozzarella.
2: And vanilla Coke.
1: A lot of vanilla Coke.
2: Like, I see guys getting and I want it. So he's probably, like, I think that's true, though. They, like, take care of them in prison.
1: Yeah, or they're in, like, medium security, yeah. like, where you can get care packages. I didn't know you could get care packages in prison. Yeah,
2: I think they're in, like, Teresa Giudice prison. You like just Marcus get, Stewart. like, delivery
1: of, like, peanut yeah. butter and all the books you want to read that month. It's pretty I think chill.
2: In, yeah, I think in those types of, you can, like, Postmates.
1: <laughs> I love. Your wife is just your Postmates.
2: I think there's a jail where you leave every day. I think Epstein was in that where you can like leave and then come back. You just have to come back at night.
1: I'm like, I'll go to fucking jail. You don't have to do any, you don't have to like make money or do anything. You just like go, come and go as you please. And then you don't have to worry about bills. That sounds like a privilege, actually. Oh,
2: my God. I'm, like, always worried I'm going to, like, accidentally commit, like, tax fraud.
1: From- You're going to, like, go to jail? At one point when I did have, like, so much outstanding debt to the IRS, I truly was, like, <laughs> I wanted to just be, like, can I just go to jail for, like, you know, it's 10- like that- I, like, I was, like, I know this sounds like this is extreme white privilege, but I was, like, just send me to fucking jail. Like, I'll just go to jail. Like, that sounded great. Wouldn't be great. No, it wouldn't be great. But I think I think I could like probably stick like 30 days in jail or a few months, I think would be very doable. You're just like, okay, I guess I'll just like go to jail. Oh my
2: god. I mean it's
1: all jails are very different. I do not wish to be incarcerated at any point in my life. But like when you can come and go as you please and you get cold cuts.
2: Yeah, what, what, what that's, I that's mean, a whole other, like...
1: That's a pretty good jail. <laughs> <laughs> it's <'cause> it's like, <laughs> but...
2: That's because jails are, like, supremely racist and, like, a, like go easy on, like, white-collar criminals. I think. Yeah.
1: I mean... It's fucked up, but... I think he's, like, really flourishing in jail.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, like... There's all those movies about like the mobster who like leaves jail and he's like, I wanna go back.
1: <laughs> yeah. And even in like episode two, Drita's like, he's been in jail. Like I after he, you've like, been in it. jail more than you're out in the real world, she's like, he prefers to I think he likes being in jail. Like to the, and the women are like they have it easy. Like they literally you don't you don't worry about anything. He... And if you can still work, you're probably still doing Criminal things like you can oh, yeah. run, you can be a boss from yes the inside. You can
2: still be a girl boss in jail. So like he's just like eating cold cuts and drinking vanilla coke and like ordering hits on people. Yeah, and probably getting paid like million dollars a year. Getting
1: money into like a foreign bank account. Yeah, and then you don't have to deal with your like nag wife. <laughs> You're fucking set.
2: Jail with some guys.
1: <laughs> just jail with the boys. You play cards all day. My wife, my bitch wife sent me some cold cuts.
2: Yeah, He's thriving. He's literally living. It's like, it's like he's fully like... like the Olive Garden in jail. It is. He's like eating breadsticks and like big tossed salad.
1: I'm like, how do the cold cuts like travel well to your <laughs> jail? Favorite, like, are favorite, you.
2: <laughs> sorry. My favorite thing later is when Drita's like, he's like, she's like, I ate the package.
1: You don't deserve to eat. I ate it.
2: He went, he went funny that's what i was calling about the package (laughs) (laughs) he's always he just wants meat
1: he needs meat cold cuts mozzarella olives tomatoes he goes tomatoes i'm an out of fresh oh no that's someone else who really wanted tomatoes. me it's carla's these men they just call their wives to send them care packages all day and then sit around in jail life is pretty good for them
2: Carla's husband's leaving jail in two months, but when he comes out, they're not living together. So I think they're kind of separated.
1: Yeah, Carla's like had it with Joe.
2: Mm-hmm. You should have treated me better. Mm-hmm. She says that.
1: And Renee is <laughs> Renee's really upset that Karen's coming back because she does not want to be associated with a rat.
2: I wrote, kind of weird that her brother calls their dad, daddy.
1: <laughs> Renee's brother does?
2: Karen. She calls her brother, and he's like, "Well, he's like, what does daddy think?" I'm like, Ooh.
1: "Ooh, what does daddy think?"
2: She has like kind of a baby voice with her brother. I don't like
1: it. Uh, yeah, um, That's some strange <laughs> ecstasy dynamics.
2: <laughs> um, they all like they all like peaked in their role together, and like,
1: and then established like a very strange, like, strange way of talking to each other. Speaking of jail, Renee loves guys that have been in jail. She only wants to be with guys who have done time.
2: Well, Renee, Drita, and Carla all meet at this like incredible-looking Italian <laughs> restaurant with gold silk seat covers, which kind of looked like. It's what I want. I'm dying to like go. a Russian restaurant. Like,
1: I don't want to spend any time in Manhattan. I only want to spend time in Staten Island and Jersey, Let's North Jersey.
2: Um, the girls sit down. It's like just like a really, <laughs> it, it just looks like a gross place, but I love it. I want, I, that's what I want. I just, re- yeah, I wrote again, Renee looks like Jamie Presley. <laughs>
1: <She's>, <laughs> she, she. <laughs> yeah,
2: what did I say she looked like? Oh, she Pepe. looks like Pepe. The... Pepe the Frog.
1: <laughs> She's like a gorgeous Pepe with bangs and long She's hair. Beautiful. She's beautiful, stunning. She's
2: stunningly beautiful.
1: Um, she is like I only she can only get wet for jailbird. She goes, all the good ones are in jail. All the good ones are in jail. She goes, find me a man that's been in prison. That's all I want. Go to Danny. I love how she and Danny could Provocano? fuck. Yeah, Danny. Danny Provenzano?
2: Danny and I are friends because we both know what it's like to have been in jail. (laughs) To have
1: served time
2: is a bonding thing. Um she's I wrote positively addicted to guys (laughs) in jail. She's obsessed. She's like, I don't know what it is. I just, and, the, and then Carla. Her
1: weakness is a man <laughs>
2: incarcerated. She has so much trauma from her dad. and the, like
1: She literally can only fuck yeah. a guy that's been in jail.
2: Her daddy issues are so, like, They are part like, of her. Yeah, they're so, it's like a limb to her. And Carla and Drita hear that, and they're like, they're like.
1: <laughs> She's starting. They're like, girl,
2: <laughs> like, honey. You got it they're like he, renee at some point needs to move away from the
1: mob <laughs> can she do it though this is her <laughs> this is her biggest going to be her biggest struggle is like will she or won't she can she or can't she escape the mob clutches
2: they get a little drunk and they go out in the back deck and renee is just sucking down six <laughs> <laughs> in these giant chairs and they talk and she's like she's like i don't know i'm not gonna be okay when karen comes <laughs> Because she and Karen used to be friends, but now she's like, as soon as her dad ratted her her father, she goes, I got orders from above to cut off all ties.
1: Yeah. And so she is just like not a fan. She's not having it.
2: She goes, I'm told what to do.
1: I love being told what to do. And she, <laughs> yeah, she's, they take their furs to the back deck.
2: They <laughs> take, and they, just, it's, Probably freezing cold. There's
1: snow, like frozen snow on the ground. I was 100. also getting, I was like I feeling cozy getting back to that like frigid. I know. Like northeastern winter. I went like this. I went, mm. 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 Ooh, got to get my fur. This is a mm. lynx. I have a lynx. Mm. I went like this. Mm. I made uh, me want to fire up a Newport. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what Karen smoked. Or oh not Karen, Renee.
2: Oh, my God. She's ashing into one of those, like, sand trash ashtrays <laughs> with, like, s- sand on top that you put all those things into. <laughs> They're so like disgusting. things.
1: <laughs> then that scene is intercut with Karen out with her Arizona girls telling them all about her Staten Island life. And I was just like, this is the most Phoenix crew oh, that I've Real ever House- seen.
2: The Real Housewives of Phoenix would be wild. Oh, that would
1: be really good. Um. Karen, I feel like, is being summoned back to her homeland by, like, forces beyond her control.
2: She's like, I can't help it. I must leave my daughter. She's being
1: sucked (laughs) back to the East Coast. She's leaving her kid. She's abandoning her family to go...
2: Write a book with, like, a ghostwriter?
1: I guess. Or, like, be on the show and, like, talk about her pain.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Renee says that if she hangs with Karen, her dad will cut her off financially, which is <laughs> I like. I didn't catch that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so she's, now we know how Renee lives her life.
2: Yeah, because she has like a pretty nice house.
1: Yeah, she has like, I literally was like, this woman doesn't work.
2: Yeah, she's like fully on her the the family payroll, and she'll that'll go away if she hangs with Karen.
1: Oh the stakes God. are fucking high for Renee. Um, Meanwhile, Karen's getting a little bit like she's also addicted to mob life, but in a different way.
2: She's addicted to like infamy, and I think it it probably runs in her family. And I think she's like addicted to like the drama of like coming back and like being talked about. She's, she's addicted
1: like, to like the past, mem- her past memories of like her uncle being exploded in a car, and like and being like she's always like you think I didn't worry having a gun put to my head? Like she loves like saying, she loves like saying really dark facts about her yeah. past.
2: She loves to shock people. I think there's people that get off on just saying like shocking things.
1: Yeah. When the reality is, it's like you live in Phoenix.
2: Yeah. Which is shocking in itself. <laughs> um, I'm
1: obsessed with her blonde Phoenix gals. Being I love like, it. What? Like they truly, they have no
2: idea. Karen also is like, her friends are like well like will people recognize you on the street in staten island karen's like maybe she loves I'm it like, oh my god you're upset this- you want to be like the big fish
1: she's a fame whore she's looking to go back and cause a fucking stir in staten island and she's gonna do it
2: the next stage drita is like making food for her kids and she gets a call and you just hear hey girl what's up and she goes <laughs> like this she goes stop it (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and it's karen calling Drita. they fall out they haven't spoken in like 10 years i don't think oh my god stop it (laughs) and she's like (laughs) you know karen and i we
1: kind of fell out because i started i married lee who's her ex all these women are so hoarse yeah drita is like rasping for breath
2: they all smoke so many cigs. So
1: many cigs. Chaining cigs at all time. Um, I also love, like, right before she gets the call, Drita, like, sachets past her daughters, her older daughter, and she goes, do you have homework? And she goes, yeah. And she goes, then you better get it done. <laughs> and I love that's the extent of her yeah. parenting over homework. That's yeah. me.
2: Just ripping her, Do like, you have
1: homework? Then well, you better get it done. You
2: better get it done. She loves just ripping her home phone... Receiver <laughs> off the wall and just a- t- asking her kids if they have homework,
1: and then instead of helping them, just telling them they better get it. They done. better get it done. I love her; con- she's constantly ripping her phone, her landline out of the wall, and then not to like plug it back in to like call the dry cleaner.
2: Karen asks Drita if she wants to meet and catch up, and Drita's like, "They have like definitely like a frenemy thing going mm-hmm. on because Karen's like, Drita downplays the extent of which I was involved with Lee." a lot and it, it's frustrating for me but
1: i think it's a bit of like keep your enemies close vibes totally for them also back to karen her fame like her fame whoring in staten island she goes fuck john Gotti, fuck sammy the bull i'm gangster and i'm coming home i was like are you what what, <laughs> what, is what? That, what That's does that, have bold. To do, with, that does
2: have to do with anything why would you say that
1: I know. On TV. Fuck
2: John Gotti.
1: Fuck John Gotti. Fuck Sammy the Bull. That's your dad. That's your dad. <laughs> what? You were in business with him. She's
2: out of control. She also looks like old Chloe. <laughs> like old face Chloe's face.
1: Yeah, she is Chloe Kardashian. Yeah. And the uh, fuck your own dad. <laughs> fuck <John Gotti. laughs> and fuck John Gotti. Fuck John Gotti. Um, Carla is really like fine with Karen coming back. She's like ready to just invite her to her birthday party.
2: Renee's like, don't invite her. <laughs> and Carla's like, I think Renee's like, I think of Renee as a girl who is way too into the mob scene.
1: Renee comes right over to Carla's house to tell her not to invite her. And she goes, she's standing in her kitchen. She goes, her dad put a lot of people away. And I was like, who are you talking like this? You've never been involved in this
2: business. <laughs> she wants to so she wants to be a boss. Do you feel like some kind of like a pain that's like so intangible that it's like so deep within her?
1: She wanted to be a son.
2: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> because then I mean, she would be respected by her dad.
1: Yeah. I don't think that that's like. I don't think that that's cut. we're like, I think that that's a keen observation, and probably something that many women who find themselves in this situation end up wishing to some extent is like because that you are only respected. It's like a male-dominated industry, but like to its DNA, like you are not respected as a woman.
2: But yeah, I think she's. It's like you see the sexism in this. In this. Kind of lifestyle and this like in this business, mm-hmm. and how women are
1: powerless
2: powerless and just defer to their their men
1: they know whether... nothing about anything, yeah,
2: and so I think Renee is so trapped in that that she yeah, she's like, it probably would have been easier if I was just like a
1: son yeah, yeah at least people would like tell you things, yeah, and you'd be like included and it's... have some sort of power and control over your life and your situation.
2: The way she just like breathlessly says things like men have more responsibility than women and like I like to be told what I'm just like it's like oh my oh my god. It's like it's such a Yeah, it's 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 a stark it's difference devastating. from how you Yeah live your life. It's devastating.
1: I both love it and hate it for her.
2: Well obviously it's like fun to watch like just this total opposite day yeah and where it's like things that are just truths that we hold on and values that we have are just completely the opposite
1: yeah but some women like like some women enjoy that lifestyle and can find a lot of joy in it and i like
2: i'm speaking specifically about like the mafia thing though of like the women having to like live in ignorance and not be like the men being like (laughs) shut up say nothing you don't know anything shut up bitch (laughs) (laughs) Teresa. Make me a meatball. Like when the cops came to the Browns or the country club and she went, I don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. What's your I don't phone? Know. What's your phone number? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, oh okay. You have to
1: be really you have to just be hot and not know anything, but also cook and also have children. And be it's and be, so you get you have so much responsibility with not a lot of benefits or power.
2: And be just like otherworldly loyal. hmm to a point of, like, where it's at the cost of your soul.
1: Yeah. You never leave your husband.
2: Never leave your husband or your father. So, Carla... At I, I, first, I thought Carla was going to be kind of a flop, but I'm, I think she's actually really chill. She's
1: a dark horse. Like... Yeah. Yeah. She's winning me over. She's seemingly the most level-headed person in the group. So yeah. Karen and Drita meet, and
2: Karen says, I think Drita plays down my relationship with Leah. With Lee. She goes, we live together. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like they were in a relationship for 7 years. Yeah.
2: Um that's like a marriage. Mhm. That's a,
1: yeah, that's like almost common law marriage. That's a long that's a long hefty relationship to yeah. have with someone. Um Jackie, the spray tan specialist comes over to Drita's house to like give her a spray tan. And I guess Drita's man Lee won't stop calling her. Like he's calling her over and he wants, over, and she—I know he's crazy. He's like chomping at the bit for those cold cuts, and she won't answer. And she just goes, "I guess men in prison get like this, like just calling their wives ferociously, demanding cold cuts and vanilla cokes."
2: Also, the fact that he can use his phone that much means that he's like, yeah, it's like. Where are you?
1: Do a landline. Yeah. I love every time he calls you. It's like you have a collect call from
2: Lee <laughs> Defanso from the, you know,
1: So and So Correctional Institute.
2: Um, she invites Karen comes over for something.
1: I think they're gonna get spray tans.
2: And she walks in and she sees a painting and she and then Duda's like, you remember that painting or like, have you seen this painting? And then and then Karen goes, yeah, I see it. I used to. Hang over the bed that I rode your husband in. I was like, Ooh. "Whoa!" Kind of iconic.
1: That was a really iconic move from Karen. Um. Then it's Carla's birthday. I just
2: wrote. I need to be in Staten Island immediately. I,
1: get me there. Every bar looks the same, but also like invi- Like I'm just very attracted to this.
2: List. Just seeing like the night snowbanks at night, like under like the pollut. Light pollution, like orange skies of just, the northeast.
1: Yeah, old dirty frozen snow that's been piled up on <sighs> corners. Just it's just crusty. So it's not even wet anymore. It's no. like everything's dry. Your sinuses are bone dry.
2: I just wrote Renee is going to kill Drita.
1: <laughs> Renee is drinking like a fucking fish at the Well
2: well first Renee gets ready and she goes, I love the glitz and I love the glam. <laughs> that's Renee. And you just see her and I'm like where are those things, <laughs> Renee?
1: She was party. Renee is the center of attraction.
2: She, goes, I love. She loves a party.
1: Loves a party.
2: I think she went to rehab.
1: I would say that tracks.
2: I think she might have a. She's problem. pulling
1: like a Jack's season two of Pump Rules, where he rolled up to the bar and took seven shots in a row. <laughs> That's the energy she's bringing to Carla's birthday gathering. She
2: also. Uh, she was talking to her son. And she's like, how do I look? And he's just like, uh, you look great, mom. Like, he's just like, <laughs> get away from me.
1: <laughs> he's so traumatized by his entire family. Poor AJ. I, I,
2: I didn't know how old he was. And I just wrote Renee's son. It's hot.
1: He's hot. <laughs> he's I so... thought that like at midway he's through 16! episode two. I know he's I 16. Uh, Jonathan... Sex playing. No, don't take it out. He's of age now. It is what it is. You can six, some 16-year-olds are hot. That just like, oh, that's okay. just an observation.
2: <laughs> so she's wearing a literal like <laughs> necklace from Ross. I swear to God, I've seen those. You know what I'm talking about.
1: It's like a tiered statement necklace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just Party. any I don't care like how much the necklace is actually worth. If it's a tiered statement (laughs) necklace, it's going to have Ross vibes, period. There's nothing that can pull you out of a place of Ross when it comes to a tiered statement necklace. She calls herself Party Renee. (laughs) Party Renee, I love, is the center of attraction. She is. She actually is. She's like, all eyes on me in the center of a ring, just like a circus. circus. Uh (laughs) She is like a black hole. She is. She sucks. sucks everything else into it.
2: Uh, Drita and Carla <laughs> wanna get Renee fucked up so she doesn't yell at
1: Karen. Good plan. <laughs> Feed like a bull. Like <laughs> that's like feeding like a bull PCP and hoping that it like doesn't try and gore you. She goes, Drita goes, I know when I dr- when I'm drunk, I can go
2: up to someone I just beat up and said, You're my best friend. And she says it like and I was like, What how many really? people how often do you beat people?
1: I think she's beating people left and right. <laughs> yes, yeah,
2: she is. Karen starts taking shot after shot. By the way, this party isn't a party. It's them at a bar It's
1: four women gathering. Karla had been like, "My birthday party." I was like, "Where's the rest of the party?" Yeah, it's it, the four of you. It's the four of it's you. At, like, the three of you, and then Karen joins, and it becomes four. Yeah, it's not a
2: birthday. It's not, not a, a party. party. A party, does not. And then Karen walks in as Renee's <laughs> taking a <laughs> shot. Renee's eyes bug, and and you just hear her, and she goes, "These bitches set me up." <laughs> she storms off bolts from the bar
1: walks right out but not far just like 10 feet out the door where she pulls her new ports out and starts to she's like trying to smoke
2: karen goes out to talk to her and you see like the bridge the bayonne bridge and the gorgeous it just looks great and karen or renee's puts a cigarette up to her mouth at one point and she is
1: trembling. Her hands are shaking. She's so furious. Cause even the way that Karen entered the bar was they were like Drita's like, come on, let's take another shot. And they all raise their shot glasses and they go, This is too. This is too. And then Karen walks in and Drita goes, Karen Gravano, and then shoots it. And so that's how Karen's like ushered in. Fucking Renee. <laughs> Simply cannot.
2: She is like Channeling so something she
1: is a bully <laughs> finishing,
2: and she's just is like again, being she's like, I can't associate with you. Do you know how many families your dad's like, how the lives is how many families your dad ruined? Yeah, and then Karen goes, Okay, but like when my dad was holding guns up to people's heads, did that bother you, or is it just the fact that he like did that not ruin families, or is it the fact that he ratted? So she's trying to show Renee like you're more upset about my dad ratting than him like killing people. Yeah. Which is kind of a, like points were made points were made.
1: I love it too. And Karen's outside or when Renee is outside, like just trembling, trying to smoke a new port. Karen goes, she's so, she's so happy. Happy as a clam to be back in Staten Island and already causing drama. Like, like, Ecstatic that her mere presence has caused a woman to leave oh, and tremble. Yeah. And she goes, Hold on, let me handle this bitch. <laughs> and I was like, Karen, Karen, you're in over your head, babe.
2: You just flew in from Phoenix. You like, literally just got here from Phoenix, like, Arizona. You took like a 10 a.m. flight and just got into Newark. Like, two you hours talk ago. a lot of shit. But a lot can of you shit. back it
1: up? And then they're fighting and fighting. And then Karen's like, if You don't like it. Why don't you leave? And Renee goes, I don't leave anywhere. I never did. And I never will. <laughs> and then they, she doesn't leave anywhere. She, no. She, she comes and she just stays.
2: Well, yeah. She's, she's
1: never left. She's never and left. she never will leave.
2: She's never left a single place. <laughs> she, is in, she is everywhere at once.
1: She lingers. And nev- once she comes, she stays.
2: Karen has trans set like she has transcended human form, and she is now like able to be everywhere at once.
1: Yeah, Renee, Renee, Renee. No, they're it's so it's hard hard to keep them straight. She's multidimensional. She is everywhere and nowhere, and she will never leave. (laughs) And then
2: they go back in the bar. By the way, they've cleared the floor. The bar cleared up.
1: There's just, like, two patrons hustling out, uh, like, during the peak of this drama that you can tell, like, as a couple that didn't sign up for, like, Staten Island. Or it's, like, they're just used to, like,
2: stuff like this happening, and they all, like, as soon as they hear, like, the one gunshot, they all go running, because they know. And then the four of them are fighting in front of the bar, and there's, like, one bartender who's just staring at them, like, in shot. And at one point, Drita and Renee start fighting, because she's like, you fucking...
1: Sorry, Tony just hooted on me. Oh, no.
2: She's like, you fucking set me up. Like, you lied to me. How dare you? And then Drita is, they're about to, like, throw down. And then Carla, just out of nowhere, starts choking Renee to stop her. And in the minute, they do it in slow motion. And Renee makes the funniest face I've ever seen. She, Carla puts her hands, like, on her neck to get her to stop. And then... Renee just goes,
0: <gasps> and her
2: eyes <laughs> bug and her tongue sticks out.
1: You think, too, like the angle that it shot is that it Drita choked her and no, you don't realize in the Carla. first episode that it was Carla. But Renee Pepe goes full bug eyed. <laughs> and then episode one ends and you're just like truly on the edge of your goddamn seat. What? Will these mob wives get up to next? It's,
2: like, it's like one of those dolls where you squeeze it and its eyes stick out.
1: She can't believe. She's in a state of utter disbelief. Her life is flashing before her very eyes in that moment. These are the risks of not leaving anyway. In her mind, this, she's, this is a hit. Like I fully believe that for Renee, all time slowed down. Where they were like, how do you? And they put it on everything into her. She was no. But <laughs> <And then laughs> like time flowed yeah, back yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, yeah. Do- to her very birth, where her dad was like holding her as a baby and going, "She's beautiful, but I wish she was a boy." And then like every like her whole she saw her entire existence. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but she's like, now I know what it's like to be my dad. You know, like she's out there. She's like, I've been (laughs) in some tough calls before, but this one was a true bona fide hit.
1: This is like her her life as like always being a woman, never being a man. And it all led up to this moment where it was like her dad came to her in a vision and was like, now, you know, Renee, now, you know what it's like to be out in these streets wondering if you're going to live or die (coughs) living life on the edge. You're real, Graziano, now. She was me. You're my boy. And then she comes out of the strangling. She goes, <gasps> And then now she is. Now like, that like, was her rite of passage. And now she's
2: like, I need to be on lithium.
1: <laughs> In her mind, she PhD almost died. She, she died and came back to life.
2: Car- Carla, like, lightly, like.
1: Carla literally <laughs> just placed her hand on her throat. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh.
2: She goes, the last time I felt like that I was choking on some gubbukoo.
1: I was about to sleep with the fishes. I was drowning out
2: there <laughs> she like woke her son up who's like has to get up early for like you know basketball practice in the morning and he's like AJ I was almost sleeping in the in the harbor <laughs> and he's
1: like mom please let me go to bed please shut up for the love of God so yeah this They are... They're starting. They are starting.
2: We come up on episode... Oh, wait. We can start episode.
1: Yeah, so... Tune in. (laughs) Tune in next week for more. Guys. Guys, this is truly a gift.
2: Thank you. I'm so... This was such a good idea.
1: It's good to be back. I feel like I didn't even... Like, someone else suggested it, and I was like, yes, this is actually genius.
2: It feels good to be back in, in the tri-state area.
1: Yeah. Staten Island. I'm just excited to explore an area that I literally had to Google today to figure out where it was. I've lived 37 years on this world not knowing where Staten Island actually is.
2: Let's stay in Staten Island when we're in New York. Okay. And take the ferry over. Yeah. Let's
1: make things as hard as yeah. possible for our <laughs>
2: Let's stay in like Edison.
1: There's a place called Old Place. That's in Staten Island. Let's go. Old place. Hey, we'll take the stat. Well, at the very least, take the Staten Island ferry. <laughs> I'll strangle you on the Staten Island ferry. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Oh! I feel like I'm really gonna sweat
2: my pants. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: was <the> hit? <laughs>
2: I lost my vision. I lost my vision. I saw my life flash before my eyes. I saw myself going right into the harbor.
1: I saw it all. It was I in heaven and hell at the same damn time. I saw the lights of Manhattan in the distance. And
2: <laughs> I saw the bridges. And then I saw the murky depths of the bay. <laughs> I was in there for a full minute before I came out. She tried to kill me tonight in front of everyone. Clear as day. And
1: she'll get away with it.
2: Goes, and then she goes, hold on a second, I gotta order a chicken
1: bomb. <laughs> I need a meatball. I need a meatball to come down off of that. <laughs> Walk on the toe in the line of death. <laughs> she truly was like she was on, on death the for edge. Her. Yeah. Thank God she survived to see another day. <laughs> Well, guys,
2: tune in next week. Write in if you have any great Staten Island stories, any intel. If you grew yeah. up there, like I want to just know. I want to be immersed in Staten Island.
1: Same. Uh, you can leave us a voice note. We play them on bonus episodes now. Uh, by recording a voice note on your phone, and then you just email that voice note to sexyuniquepodcast at gmail.com. and then you will.
2: You'll be get red. to share
1: your truth. Yeah, on the bonus apps. Um, come to our
2: show. Come to our show. Buy tickets, guys.
1: Buy tickets. I updated my website with all links to buy tickets. You can find everything at larssmy.com. Go. Um, we're gonna be in Philly. We're gonna be in Boston. We're gonna be in New York. This is, we're fully go. We're going full mob wives East we Coast are. fall.
2: We're gonna wear faux fur on stage.
1: Yes. Links. Is this a links? I is, have a links. Is this a links? <laughs> we're gonna wear. Like, endangered... The fur of endangered yeah. species on stage.
2: So many chinchillas. <laughs> Some
1: beyond.
2: Um, JK. Um But yeah, we love you guys. We're so happy to be back in Staten Island, New Jersey. Is Staten Island, New Jersey, or is it New York? It's New York. It's
1: Staten Island,
2: New York.
1: Is it? It's.
0: New I York.
2: don't know. I don't know either. It's like Tell a no-man's land. It really is. It's an um, island
1: in and of itself.
2: You can follow Laura at Lars Marie.
1: Follow Carrie at E. and...
2: Catch you later. That's all
0: she wrote. Bye.